Uh, today we are in our third Sunday of Advent, and uh, you might remember Advent comes from the Latin word Adventus, which means coming, and Advent is a season where we celebrate all of the ways that Christ comes, but not the least of which is as a babe in a manger. I told you as we began the season of Advent that I was uh, loosely using a book, a new book by Bishop Deborah Wallace Paget called God Broke Through at Christmas. And I'm taking each one of the themes that she develops and trying to put my own spin on it. Uh, hopefully some of you I know have purchased that book and are enjoying it as a part of your Advent celebration. And I highly recommend it to you, if not this year, then in future years as you Think about how you want to usher in this holy season. Uh, today's sermon comes from this passage of Scripture in Luke's Gospel, the first chapter, and the title of the sermon is Through the Impossible. Through the Impossible. As I started thinking about what's impossible this past week, preparing for the sermon, I began to think about what I thought was impossible when I was a child. I mean, I thought that uh, if you had told me as a child that one day people are going to get water, mostly from taps, and put it into a bottle and seal it up, and other people are going to pay 2 and $3 for that bottle, I would have said, well, that's impossible. You can get water out of a tap anywhere you want to go around these parts. And if, if you had told me that uh, as a child uh, that it would be cheaper to throw things away or to recycle them and to go out and buy something new to replace it, uh, I, I would have said that's impossible because uh, the way my family operated, we had like 14 broken down TVs at any one time in the garage and, and dad would always pull this part off of this one and this part off of this one. I mean, you know what I'm talking about. We had a whole drawer full of aluminum foil that we reused over and over again. It would be impossible to think that you would just discard something and go and buy something completely brand new. While if I was a child, if you had told me that there would come a day when people wouldn't get up to go see who's ringing the doorbell, I would have said that's impossible. That's why you have a doorbell. But now if we don't know you're coming, somebody rings our doorbell, we're like, let's see who that is. Or we just don't even worry about it. If we're not expecting you, then we don't want you. And when I was a child, if you had told me that there would ever come a day where we would say, we would call somebody up on the phone and say, where are you? I would have said, that's impossible. I, we know where they are. We just called them. The phone was actually plugged into a wall back then. And so when you made the phone call, you knew when they answered it exactly where they were. Impossible to think that we would ever call people up and say, well, where are you? Well, I would come closer to believing, as I thought about that this week, of all the things that as a child I thought were impossible that turned out to be possible. I would have believed all of those things before I would have ever believed that my father, that you've heard me mention several times as an alcoholic, that he would ever get help. 
that he would ever stop drinking. And, and the way that that ended up happening for him is another one of those things that just seems really impossible to me. He had gone on another weekend bender. He left home. We didn't really know where he was, although we imagined that he was probably out at our family farm. And usually he'd come back after a day or two and and this time he didn't. And so as a teenager, I got into my car and I drove out to our family farm to see if I could find my father. And I did find him sitting in his truck. And so I got into the other side of the truck. And my dad said, listen, God is talking. And I looked at him and said, wow, he's a lot drunker than normal. And he said, do you hear it? I'm looking around. I'm like, no, I don't hear God talking. And he said, he's talking through that dash. And he pointed to the dashboard of his truck. I said, I'm not sure I hear anything, Daddy. And he took out his butt knife. And he stabbed that dashboard. And he cut a hole in his dashboard of his truck. And he said, now you'll be able to hear him. And I said, Daddy, what is God saying to you? And he said, God is telling me to put down drinking and never pick it up again. And I'm thinking, this is really weird. I'm a teenager. I don't hear God speaking. I'm not sure I believe that God is speaking out of that dashboard. I think it's just the alcohol, but my dad never drank again. <laughs> and that dashboard had that hole in it. He kept that truck until he died. And it was the reminder to him that he thought he heard the voice of God speaking through that. I don't know. It seems impossible to me to believe that that was happening. And yet, he never ever picked up a drink again. You see, God is, like Sean said, been about doing impossible things for such a long period of time. And if you look at the story that we've read in our scripture today, there are all sorts of things inside this story that seemingly seemed impossible, and yet somehow God made possible. Uh, the first thing that the story mentions is Elizabeth's pregnancy during the sixth month of her pregnancy. We talked about Elizabeth a few weeks ago, and you remember that she was barren, according to the Scripture, and, and that she was well beyond the years of childbearing age. It was considered impossible that she could ever get pregnant, and yet somehow, someway, God made the impossible possible, and she was able to get pregnant, and she did bear a son that we know as John the Baptist, the one who prepared the way in so many ways for Jesus' arrival and for his ministry. And then you look in this scripture and you see that, that today God sent an angel to communicate to Mary. And, and 
Luke loves angels. Angels are all throughout the Gospel of Luke. But if you think about throughout the totality of Scripture, angels aren't really the primary way through which God speaks. And so to, to, to think that God would send an angel to, to represent God seems rather impossible. God much more often use dreams or visions in the Scripture. God oftentimes even visited people God's self to, to communicate with people. And, and if you think about in the New Testament, a lot of the New Testament writers don't even mention or reference angels at all. And, and even Paul, who wrote more of the New Testament than anyone else, he doesn't really seem to have a very positive feeling about angels. And yet God made the impossible possible in our Scripture lesson today. And it is an angel that comes to represent God. That this angel would go to a town like Nazareth seems impossible. Well, you may remember that when the disciples heard that Jesus was from Nazareth, they said, can anything good come out of Nazareth? I mean, Nazareth at the time probably had about 150 people in the community. It wasn't even on most maps. If you read stories of Jewish history from the early church mothers and fathers, they don't even mention Nazareth. And so it would seem rather impossible that if God was going to come and, and be represented by an angel, that God would go to such an insignificant place and then we read here that God would come to Mary and call her favored how 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 is that possible it, it seems impossible that Mary could be considered favored I mean she doesn't even come from a family that's important enough for the gospel writers to mention her name the lineage of her parents you don't get that sense at all um, you get the sense here that, that Mary, because she's a virgin, she hasn't even been married yet, that she knows nothing about being a mother. Why in the world would God choose someone with no training and no preparation to be the mother of God? It seems so impossible that that's what God would do. Speaking of which, it seems really impossible that God would come as a baby, a hopeless, a helpless infant. You'd think if God were going to come, if God were going to come in glory, if God were going to come as Savior of the world, that God wouldn't come in such a helpless child, but that God would come into some military leader or figure, some person of power or prominence. It seems impossible that God would choose to come in such a helpless, vulnerable state in order to bring about salvation to the world. And it seems impossible that this child would be born without Mary doing what is required in order to have a child. And yet the whole story of Jesus is bracketed by two impossibilities. The empty womb and the empty tomb impossible and yet God made it possible 
God breaks through and through the Holy Spirit does what it usually takes a male person to help form. God makes something out of nothing. Just as God has done throughout the pages of Scripture and throughout our lives. It is so tempting to think that things are impossible. When I look at the world we live in and, and the racial discord and, and people hating one another because of their sexuality or, or because of their color, or their skin, their ethnicity, or because of uh, their education or lack thereof, it, it just seems impossible to me that God could bring hope, that God could bring joy, that God could bring peace, and that God could bring love, and yet, the story over and over and over again is how God can make possible the impossible. And in the scripture today, it says that nothing is impossible with God. What Mary decided to do that day was to make herself available and to trust that God could do what God said God would do. And I wonder if the same might be true for us. If we would make ourselves available. If we could believe and trust that God could make possible things in our world and in our lives that seem impossible. What might we be witness to? How might God use us to do it?